Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Brustling Unlimited as well. It's not Monday, it's Tuesday, it's July 5th, 2022, and we're talking everything that went down last night on Monday Night Raw. Last night's Monday Night Raw I thought was a pretty good show. Like, for it being a July 4th show, and usually on a holiday like 4th of July or Memorial Day or whatever, WWE just phones it in, I felt like... You know, they tried. I felt like they tried like most, well, not even like most Raws. I feel like they tried like when they really tried with an episode of Raw. Because we know what a, oh, we're not trying that hard episode of Raw is. But I feel like last night's Raw was actually a pretty darn good show. I enjoyed most of it. I didn't like seeing, and most people probably didn't like seeing Otis throwing up. There was no need for any of that. But overall... I liked Raw. Do you guys like Raw? Let me know in the live chat if you're watching live. Or let me know in the comments if you're watching later. Whether you're watching... Well, actually, we do this as a YouTube premiere as well on YouTube. So there is a live chat that I can't see. You guys can interact with each other in. Put it in there too. If you guys liked last night's Raw. I thought the show was good. We learned some new things for SummerSlam. And we're trekking on three more weeks. Or three more episodes of Raw. Until SummerSlam, but with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Or if you're watching and listening later, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, and so. Oh, excuse me. I had like a burp bubble start to come up as I'm in the middle of my talk, me talking. I can't even talk right now. If there is a podcast platform you use we're not on, hit me up. Let me know, and we'll see if we can get on there. But, well, if you're watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime, because you remember... All you gotta do is you take that Amazon Prime account, you take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited, but remember, you know, it's like I got these burp bubbles that want to come up while I'm talking, it's not good. Remember, it doesn't have to be your Amazon Prime account. It could be anybody's Amazon Prime account. Whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, anybody, anybody, anybody. Also remember, if you do follow us on YouTube, hit that join button. Hit that join button to becoming channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. This past weekend, we did give you guys our Money in the Bank graphics package. You guys have access to the Photoshop file and everything that goes with that. If you guys want to use our graphics, our Money in the Bank graphics. Also up there is our um, Hell in a Cell graphics. You guys have access to our Double or Nothing graphics and so much more. I mean, hey, what other wrestling channel, what other wrestling news channel is giving you access to the graphics they actually use? Oh, wait, none, because none other makes the custom graphics like I do for every Raw or for every WWE and AEW pay-per-view. They don't. They don't. They don't make custom graphics. They just go on the other, you know, the company's website, 
right clicks and saves. They use their graphics. No, I make my own and then fully animate them and then immerse them into my videos. Make sure you guys get the best quality of content possible. Not just going to go to WWE's website and go, eh. They announced Theory and, and Bobby Lashley for SummerSlam. I'll just steal their image, their static image. No. No, I'm not doing that. Then, give you guys the graphics for you guys to use yourselves. But with that, also remember, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether that is a new game, an old game, a free game, or bucks. Whether that's V-Bucks, Show Bucks, whatever bucks they call it. For Rocket League. I ask you to check out. You have a creator code and you do. PW Unlimited. Remember that creator code is PW Unlimited. Also, I forgot to mention. Patreon.com forward slash PW Unlimited. That way you can get all the member benefits. But you more directly support us. And it's in one concise, easy to find everything area. But with that as far as Monday Night Raw goes. As far as Monday Night Raw goes, and why did I just lose my notes? Give me one second to reopen them. There we go. All right. So we're on to talk about. So the show opens up, and Corey Graves introduces us to the show. Says, hey, Jimmy Smith, he's on vacation, but I'm I'm still Corey Graves. That That's still Byron Saxton, and this... Running our ship tonight in the hot seat is Kevin Patrick. Kevin Patrick, thanks, Corey, for the introduction as we move on to a rundown of the show, which is something new that we haven't really seen much from WWE. I mean, WWE's been doing it a little more lately as far as these show rundowns do go. Give me one second. I've got to... Um, all right, we're running fine now. For some reason, it looked like something was bogging me down stream on my end looked like it was chugging a little but it's fine it's fine all right they let us know that we're gonna get oscar versus becky lynch and at first i'm like oh no then they said no holds barred and i go oh okay don't know why but okay okay and i really really like that match we had ray and dominic versus the judgment day remember you gotta put that the 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 judgment day plus bobby lashley would be teaming with the street profits to take on theory and alpha academy lashley then came out to a huge and i mean Huge ovation from this crowd in San Diego, California. Not a Mysterio pop, but still really, really, really good reaction from the live crowd here. Lashley entered the ring. He said he's been waiting so long to do this. He hunkered down, grabbed that mic real close and said, Welcome to Monday Night Raw. It's weird when the baby faces be like, I've been waiting so long to say this. I've been waiting so long to say this. Like, what? You have? Lashley then mentions, you know, I'm the new United States champion, and it's great to say that here on Independence Day. Also, I can say that there's no man in any division or other promotion that could beat me for this title. And I go, hmm. What do you mean by other promotion there, Bob Lashley? You guys don't work with any other promotion. What do you think? NXT's another promotion? SmackDown's another promotion? You guys don't work with other promotions. What was that all about? Theory would then interrupt. Theory wondered why Lashley got to kick off Raw and then call himself the youngest Money in the Bank winner in history. Theory received what chance, and he 
really did a good job just shrugging him off and actually playing him up, kind of. Because he actually, he would say something. He's like, yeah, I'm like Michael Jordan. And then he would pause because he knew the what was coming and he just let it go. Or Tom Brady. And he let the, the, the what go. He goes, I'm better than both of them when it comes to the end of the game. He's like, yeah, you may have got me at the beginning of the night. Come the end of the night, I was on my game. But that theory reacted well to the what chance. We've seen people like Charlotte Flair get flustered and then overly, what's the word I'm looking for, acknowledge them. Theory just let the crowd do their thing, gave them their silence for a second so they can do their what, and then he just kept going on. Lashley then said, you know, I thought maybe you were turning into a little arrogant jackass, but no, I've learned that's just who you are. Theory said that he's going straight to the top with his briefcase. He also said that it has been informed to him yesterday that he's getting another shot at the U.S. title. He's getting his rematch. At SummerSlam, he will be facing Bobby Lashley for the championship. He said then after he wins his title back, he'll be watching that main event because Brock Lesnar will be taking on Roman Reigns. And I go, oh my God, he's deciding this and stuff line by line. This was written. like. So here's my thing with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is a great promo for not being a great promo, if that makes sense. Bobby Lashley is not a guy good at reciting lines. He's not an actor. But Bobby Lashley is a good talker. And maybe this comes from his MMA days, where he's good at talking to a live crowd and good at hyping something up. But he's not a great talker in the sense of he stumbles his words sometimes. But because Bobby Lashley stumbles his words in the way that he stumbles his words sometimes actually makes him come off more genuine as just, you know, a guy out there talking, hyping up his next match or hyping up the show he's on. Not like Lashley or or Theory, who's literally reciting word for word. You know, Brock Lesnar will be taking on Roman Reigns in the last ever final time, last man standing match for the last time. And this match is going to be so, and he's just going on. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. They literally gave him a script and said, memorize this word for word. And it's like, damn. You can tell he's overly scripted here. Good at reciting the lines, came out really smooth and everything, but a real person don't talk like that. Especially a real person that it's not their job to be cutting the promo for that match. It's not like he's cutting the sound bites for the video package. But then you got Lashley out there who opens up the show and he's talking. He's like, yeah, it's Independence Day and I'm the United States champion again. And this is so, and he like kind of paused for a second. Great. Like he's just genuine. It's like a regular person. Like, if you go to watch the UFC press conferences and stuff, they're asking questions and answering stuff about the fights and this and that, and it's just not like, okay, I was told to say this, or I wrote this and this, and I'm remembering word for word. No. And maybe Lashley is reciting lines, but he comes off as a guy not scripted because of the way he fumbles his words sometimes. Not being a perfect talker actually makes, in my opinion, and I don't know if anybody else agrees with this, not being a perfect talker, to me, 
actually makes Bobby Lashley a better promo because he comes off as a guy that's out there trying to just hype himself up, hype the show up, hype the crowd up, and hype up whatever match he's about to be in. So, I like Lashley on the mic because he comes off as a genuine dude and not some wrestler playing actor reciting lines. Lashley said the theory would be lucky if he even makes it to SummerSlam. You know, theories going off about I'm going to win the title from you and then I'm going to go win the other title, cash in money in the bank. He's like, oh, you got to think of, of, of the if. You got to think of if. If you're lucky enough to make it to SummerSlam. Because I unlocked that hurt lock on you right now and you may not make it. And theory's like, whoa, we ain't fighting right now. You can try to do whatever you want in our six-man tag later. And then Theory attacks with a briefcase. Kind of beats Bobby down for a minute. Well, actually, he runs at Theory with the briefcase. Or Theory runs at Lashley with a briefcase. Lashley hoists him up in the air like high. And holds him there for a minute. And then, whoof, slams him down. There we go. Theory retreats. And we go to the back. Megan Morant with the Mysterios. Um, they asked about what Judgment Day said last week about Ray And Dominic goes, let me take this one. The Judgment Day disrespected my father and myself. And they're in, in, in saying that my dad has not been teaching me right, there's no one I would rather learn from than my father. Ray said that it's been 10 years since he actually wrestled live here in his home city of San Diego. And it's the first time that Dominic ever gets to have a match in San Diego. We then go on to talk about how him and Dominic are former tag team champions. And he goes, hey, thinking about it, I mean, I know I've done something right in teaching him because we won the tag titles. Ray then said that he will teach Balor and Priest some respect in the 619. They come out for their entrance. Music of Judgment Day plays and Judgment Day attacks them from behind in the ring. Then immediately cut to commercial where they're doing picture in picture. And I go, yes, this is what they need to be doing. USA Network needs to have every commercial or most commercials be picture in picture, especially if there's action going on in the ring because it gives them, because I've noticed. So I'm going to go off a little bit here. Last week, NASCAR was in Nashville with the Nashville race moves the transition from Fox to NBC. Fox no longer, Fox broadcasts the first half of the NASCAR season NBC gets the second half. But what I have noticed in the difference between Fox and NAS or Fox and, and NBC and the way that they promote WWE is night and day. Fox will promote WWE and, and you know SmackDown as another sports property. They hype it up like any other game. Like if there's a football game on, like if there's a college basketball game on FS1 or something. They hype it up in the same fashion. USA, NBC, Peacock, excuse me, Peacock, wherever the NASCAR race is airing that week, because fucking that's just another shit show in itself. They literally just run like a commercial for like any of their other shows. They just got a commercial. That's it. And it's the same commercial. Must be Monday, Monday Night Raw. But when, you know, Fox airs their stuff during their sports stuff for SmackDown, it's either 
the announcer during the, and I watch a lot of NASCAR, so this is how I would explain. It'd be Mike Joy saying, hey, don't miss Friday Night SmackDown this Friday. Um, Roman Reigns is set to be on the show next week, da 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 or whatever. Or they run the commercial with Mike and Michael Cole saying, this Friday on Friday Night SmackDown, we have Roman Reigns, the big dog, taking on, you know, defending his title against Riddle. Oh, this Friday on Fox, you know, or whatever. But they tell you, hey, this is what you're going to get on the show. This is what we're expecting. There we go. But with Raw, and maybe you can use the excuse of, well, they don't know what's going to be on Raw every week, so they can't promo something actually on the show. I get that. But it's the same canned every single time, same commercial every single week. At least with SmackDown, it's a diff- it was a different commercial every week. Even if there was nothing to promote as far as like not announced yet, it would at least be like, They'd say something, I was like, Charlotte Flair is the current champion. What is next for Charlotte Flair coming up this Friday? Or Roman Reigns, the universal champion. He just recently defended against so-and-so. And, you know, they do that kind of stuff. They hype up somebody on the show, not just, must be Monday. Oh, Monday Night Raw. All the same cast of characters coming up on the USA Network. That's Monday night, 8, 7 Central. You know, it's the same canned whatever episode. Now, when Cena was coming up, USA would run the exact same John Cena commercial a million times during the NASCAR race. But it just feels like Fox treats WWE as another sports property. NBC and USA Network, they treat WWE, whether that's Raw or um, NXT, as just another scripted show on their network. That's what I've noticed over the last couple of weeks since the NASCAR transition from Fox to NBC and USA, mostly USA now, which kind of sucks for people because I know people that love watching NASCAR and forever it was NASCAR's always on broadcast television. Now, most races from NBC are on freaking USA while they're running some infomercial on NBC. It's a whole other argument you can get into. But as far as this match does go, like I said, Ray and Dominic were attacked from behind. We go to commercial. We got picture in picture. The match starts during the picture-in-picture. Picture. So when we come back, Ray made a hot tag immediately following the break and brought Priest down with a clunky tilt-the-world EDT. Didn't look all that great. Ray follows up with the seated senton, but Balor broke up the cover, so Dominic knocked him down with a kick. Also, Finn wrestling in the long tights. Not just got the, the regular, you know, cut-off underwear tights. No, wrestling in full long tights. I think it's been like 13 years, somebody said. I'm going to see if I can find the tweet that I saw last night. Um, where is it? Let's see if it's... Mm, maybe... No, I'm not going to be able to find it now. Let's search one more thing on Twitter. Uh, Finn Balor. Um, I know he's never worn long tights in WWE, at least in a match. But I believe there was a tweet, and if someone else has it, Link, link me to it, the tweet from last night. I forget who tweeted it or what it was, but I saw a tweet last night that was like, it's been 13 years or something like that 
since Finn Balor wrestled in long tights. I was like, dang. Let me, just, let me search one more thing. Yeah, no, I'm not finding it. So I want to get that year accurate, but I guess... I guess that's not going to happen. Anyways, back to the show. Um, Dominic assisted Ray in bringing down Priest with a Hurricane Rana for a two. The Mysterios hit 619s on both Priest and Balor. Ray went for a frog splash, but Balor got his knees up and transitioned that into a cradle for a near fall. Priest slid a chair into the ring and distracted the referee. Balor used the chair and shoved Dominic aside. Ray then saw the chair and so just fell down. Laid on his back, like he was hit with the chair, pulled the Eddie Guerrero spot. The ref saw it and contemplated for a second and then just DQ'd Balor. And I'm like, I get it, but it's kind of dumb. It's kind of dumb because, like, the ref didn't see it. There was no, and correct me if I'm wrong, clang of somebody getting hit with a chair. Or at least when, when Eddie would do it, <coughs> Eddie would take the chair. Hit it on the mat, at least most of the time. So the referee would hear the kong. Then he'd throw it up and fall. And then the other guy would catch it and he'd be like, I heard it. There was no hear. There was no hear it this time though. And maybe I just missed it. But I didn't see anything of I heard it. Mysterios end up winning by disqualification and the crowd popped big for the Mysterios. They then announced that Logan, uh, they played the same video from Money in the Bank on Logan Paul's signing. Or Megan Morant interviewed The Miz. They said he's proud of Paul for constantly grabbing headlines. Miz then warned him that WWE was a different animal. Just because you're a big deal and a celebrity outside of this company doesn't mean you're a big deal here. He goes, and I know firsthand, I came from the real world. I had fans before I was in WWE, but I got humbled pretty quick. Miz then advised Paul to withdraw his challenge and join him they could become tag team champions. If he didn't, Miz said that I will be relentless and humble you. Megan Morant then mentioned that the Miz quit his match last week. Why would you do that? She said. You were taking on AJ Styles and you just walked out. Miz said that he didn't quit. And then Megan Morant reminded him that all this started when Styles mentioned that you have Tiny. He's like, don't you say it, Megan. I've got Hugus. Humongous, gigantic, Americanized balls or something like that. Like, okay then. We then had the Street Profits. They hosted a 4th of July party, cookout, whatever you want to call it. Riddle was there, Dewdrop was there, Shelton Benjamin, and a bunch of others before the Alpha Academy would walk up. Chad Gable reminded the Profits that they lost on Saturday. So why are you here celebrating? You should be looking to try and get your... Your next opportunity. Montez Ford mocked Gable, so Otis warned him, don't disrespect an Olympic hero. Dawkins then goes, whoa, 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 whoa. We got a real hero here. My boy Tez served in the Marines. Dawkins and Otis then argued over who can eat more hot dogs, and Ford laid down the challenge. Hot dog eating contest. Uh, Kate Fisher says, remember when you said... Those vignettes were for Edge? Well, I didn't see Edge on Raw last night. Okay. Those vignettes are for Edge. But did I say for Edge to return on Monday? No. I did not. No, I don't think anybody reported 
Edge would be on the show last night. The vignettes were for Edge, but it wasn't for last night. It's not like anywhere on the, the vignette, it just said, coming soon, or Monday, or anything like that. There was no writing. It was just the vignette, video, thing. But now you're kind of putting words in my mouth there, bud. Yes, I said it's about Edge. But for you to be like, he wasn't on Raw last night. Okay, I never said he was going to be on Raw last night. I never hinted or alluded to it either. I just said, hey, these videos are for Edge. They teased a bunch of people that Edge has feuded with in the past. Jeff Hardy, the Dudleys, and, and Eddie Guerrero, Christian, and more. But nowhere did I say, and because of these videos, he'll be on Raw Monday. No. We're in the back, and we got Ray and Dominic walking around, and all of a sudden, they're attacked from behind by Balor and Priest. Balor and Priest beat them down. There we go. We then had AJ Styles versus The Miz. Styles enters. Styles entered 10 minutes before his match actually started. Like, holy crap. He went to the break about a minute into the match, and Styles hit a springboard forearm to the outside. Styles then took most of the match and then won with phenomenal forearm. After the match, Ciampa would attack Styles from behind. Styles fought him off and was about to, I think, hit the Styles Clash when Miz grabbed him from behind and hit him with a skull-crushing finale instead. Miz and Ciampa then took, uh, shook hands and left together. So it looks like maybe Miz and Ciampa, a new unit on Raw. There was a video package for Liv Morgan after uh, winning Money in the Bank and cashing in her title against Ronda Rousey, or cashing in on Ronda Rousey for her title. Make him rant. No. There we go. Liv Morgan entered to a huge ovation and you deserve it chance from the crowd. I was shocked to see Liv though. Like, I get it. Get her on this show. Get her on TV again as quick as possible. But it's like, she's a SmackDown superstar now, ain't she? Got a SmackDown title. Wouldn't that essentially move her to the SmackDown brand? Anyways. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But she said that she wanted to thank the fans and then yelled, we deserve it. Because she was proud to be the new SmackDown Women's Champion. All of her dreams came true. To no, to, uh, all of her dreams came true thanks to one unbelievable night of Money in the Bank. Morgan said that she won against six of the best women in the hardest battle of her life. Said um, every step of the way, she was believing in herself no matter what. Said that this gave her the confidence she needed to win Money in the Bank and cash in on Ronda Rousey the same night. Said, quote, this isn't just for me. The championship is for all of us. Natalia would then interrupt, and this is the dumbest fucking thing they could have done. Really, Natty goes, you're going to give me a shot, right? I'm the reason you won that title. I injured the leg of Ronda Rousey, which allowed you to, to, to pin her, take her belt. And I'm like, first off, Natty, no, you should not be getting a shot. Yeah, I get it. You injured-ish Ronda, so Liv was able to cash in. But you lost a title shot that same night. So screw you in thinking you deserve a shot. Go earn it, goddammit. Go earn it. Morgan wasn't surprised to see Natty, she said. Morgan said that she'd see her on SmackDown, and if she wanted a title match, she knew where to find her. I'm like, oh, so they're really going to go do something with Natty and Liv? No. That's too shoehorned in, in... No. Carmella would interrupt and said, y'all just need to go back to SmackDown. 
fuck Natalia for standing there instead of actually doing something like smacking Liv Morgan like she smacked Bianca Belair weeks ago. Morgan reminded Carmella, hey, didn't you lose to Bianca on Saturday? I believe so. Morgan then dared Carmella to make her leave. Carmella and Natalia then teamed up. Hey, down Liv Morgan until Bianca Belair came out and made the save. It was all very kind of predictable. Like once one thing would happen, you would kind of just go, I see where this is going. Oh, yep. It went where I thought it was going. Oh, yep. Nope. That's where it's going. Yep. It's there. And it led to, well, SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan and the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair taking on Natalia and Carmella in approximately 10, 11, 10 and a half to 11 minute match. So Natalia put Morgan in the sharpshooter early, but Be uh, Belair provided her braid as a rope. So Morgan could pull herself into the corner. Ain't that cheating? Belair tagged in and worked over Natalia, but Carmella made the blind tag and kicked Belair's head into the ring post. After a commercial break, Belair fought off her opponents to make the hot tag. Morgan hit Natalia with a code breaker, but Carmella broke up the cover, so Morgan hit her with one as well. Natalia followed this up with a discus clothesline, but Belair broke up the pin. Belair caught Carmella's dive attempt, and Carmella slipped out and drove Belair into the ring post. Morgan knocked Carmella off the apron before Natalia tried to roll up for two. Morgan followed this up with an oblivion, got the pinfall victory to win the match. Belair quickly recovers after being knocked down and posed with Liv. There we go. It was an okay match, nothing special to be honest. Go back to the 4th of July celebration. Musfa Ali and Cedric Alexander stole Veer's uh, plate of food, so he chased them away. MVP then tried to reason with Omos, downplayed his loss of money in the bank. There was some 24-7 stuff that resulted in Omos throwing Reggie out of the party like Uncle Phil throwing Jazz out of the mansion. Exactly what it reminded me of. Uncle Phil grabbing Jazz and ah, throwing him out the front door. Gordon Dawkins then spoke with Ezekiel, who accidentally sprayed ketchup on Seth Rollins' white suit. Rollins acted very serious here. Did some goofy laughing and then got serious again. He left. Gordon Dawkins were amused by the whole thing and Ezekiel was worried. Which then eventually led to Seth Rollins versus Ezekiel. Hey, guess what? The mysterious video package for Money in the Bank, that's for Edge, aired again tonight. Again, no Edge because no one said Edge was going to be on the show tonight. We then had Seth Rollins versus Ezekiel in a 10 and a half minute match. And this match was really good. I liked this match. I thought it was one of Ezekiel's better matches. Ezekiel pressed slam Rollins into the timekeeper's area at one point. They led to a commercial break. Ezekiel hit a followaway slam, consecutive stinger splashes, and a spine buster for a two. Rollins blocked another splash and drove him into the turnbuckle, but Ezekiel came back with a knee strike for a two, a drift away for a two, and a sit-out powerbomb for yet another two. And I like how a lot of times you'll see someone go for the pin and jump right back on to go for the pin. No, he went for the pin, didn't get it, so then he tried another move to knock his opponent down. Didn't get it, then tried another move to knock his opponent down. Ezekiel followed with a, a few cradle spots here until Rollins finally hit him with a stomp and pinned him to pick up the victory. Rollins then went into the ring after the match and set it for another stomp. But out of nowhere came Riddle, who hit him with an RKO. So essentially, we're getting that Riddle-Seth Rollins match at SummerSlam. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Then we go to the hot dog eating contest, and they tell us, no, Dawkins ate 22, 
but Otis ate more with 23, but neither of them win because Tazawa actually ate 48 hot dogs. Tazawa acted like he was going to puke. Theory showed up and reminded the Alpha Academy, hey, we got a match tonight. What are you guys doing? Focus. We then move to that match. Lashley enters the ring. The match don't start for 12 minutes. Like, what the hell? We did get six-man tag team match. It was uh, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, the United States champion Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, against Theory in the Alpha Academy, or Mr. Money in the Bank Theory in the Alpha Academy. Lashley and Ford did in-sync delayed vertical suplexes on Doc, uh, before Dawkins wiped all three opponents out with a dive. The heels were in control, though, when we came back from a break. Lashley made a hot tag, which caused the Theory to sprint to his corner and tag in Gable. Lashley dropped Gable with a flatliner while Dawkins launched Theory over the announced desk with a pounce. The crowd enjoyed that. It popped big. Lashley gave Gable a power slam, but Otis broke up the cover. Otis sold like he had a stomach issue and he was fighting throwing up. But then he kept fighting everybody off. Lashley speared him. Ford followed up with a frog splash. You know, one shot to the gut, then another shot to the gut. Gable gave Ford a chaos theory suplex before hitting Lashley with a moonsault for a two. Lashley responded with a big spear and pinned Gable to pick up the victory. After the match, well, there was one too many shots to the full gut of Otis, and he ended up throwing up. And not only did he throw up, then they replayed it in regular speed. Then they replayed it in slow-mo. Then they replayed it in regular speed again. They're all just trying to pop events at this point. Vince loves poop and disgusting jokes like that. Think of Morant. In the back. They go to the back and she's just like, oh, I wish, or I hope Otis is okay. Really? Okay, whatever. He interviews Becky Lynch. Lynch said that nobody cared about Otis and said that he doesn't get to share her spotlight because, well, he ate too many hot dogs. That's on him. Lynch, very mad that she didn't win money in the bank. Said ever since Oscar returned, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. She said Oscar wasn't ready. For no holds barred Becky. They showed another replay of Otis puking and plugged NXT this week before R Truth came out dressed as Uncle Sam. He tried to lead the crowd in a USA chant and it kind of didn't really work. And then he started asking questions about if, you know, us celebrating Independence Day was because of the alien invasion. Whoa. This man watched too much of the 1996 Independence Day movie. They were then interrupted by Ludwig Kaiser. Came out on the stage and, inter- and introduced the Ring General, the Intercontinental Champion, Gunther. Truth again tried to lead into a USA chant. Gunther smacked Truth's hat and wig right off. And we ended up getting a 54 second match where Gunther won pretty quickly with a lariat and a powerbomb. Lux Bliss was in the back and told Sarah Schreiber that she was happy for Liv Morgan. However, it's been too long since she's held anything. She said, however, it's been a long time since she'd held anything here in the WWE. Well, aside from Lily. She went on to go uh, talk down about Bianca Belair and thought it might be cute for Lily to have a matching title belt when she wins the Raw Women's Championship. Asuka jumped in to inform Bliss that she planned on becoming the next champion. Not her. So it looks like maybe Bianca and Bliss at SummerSlam? 
But then Asuka also jumped in and was like, no, I want, to, I want the title as well. So maybe we get Alexa and Asuka in a number one contenders match. And then the winner goes on, but Asuka got beat by Becky, so maybe Becky. I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. But it looks like maybe Bliss and uh, Belair at SummerSlam. They got the mysterious video package again that, again, is for Edge. And then also a video package hyping up Lesnar versus Reigns. Then, forever for this next match to start. And I wrote down the times. With 20 minutes left in the show, Becky, Becky comes out and we go to commercial. Then, with 15 minutes left in the show, they tell us about some SummerSlam Twitter contest and then Asuka comes out. Then, 14 minutes left in the show. They replay Oscar's return from two months ago. And then 13 minutes left in the show. The main event finally starts. The match goes on for three minutes before we go to commercial break. And then come back three minutes after that with seven minutes left in the show. After the break, Oscar gave Lynch a superplex onto a pile of chairs for a two. Oscar placed a trash can over Lynch's body and struck with, with kicks and a missile drop kick for a two. Crowd chanted for some tables, so Asuka grabbed one, but Lynch knocked her down. Asuka tried to spray Lynch with the mist, but Becky took the umbrella that Asuka had brought into the ring and blocked most of the mist. So she blocked it from hitting her in the... I still got her in like the face and the cheeks, but never got her in the eyes, which is good to see. Asuka then knocked her down anyways with the back fist. They were then fighting on the middle rope next to a set-up table where eventually Becky would hit the manhandle slam off the middle rope. Well, actually, they kind of just fell off the middle rope. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hit the manhandle slam through the table and picked up the victory. The announcers played it up like Lynch's slump may be over. Lynch has lost a lot of matches, but here's one victory. We'll see where this leads to. So, cool. I like the match. I thought the match was really good. I thought Becky and Asuka has always worked very well together. And I don't know if you guys noticed it. But after the match, or after the, the yeah, after the match, they go for the pin, one, two, three, Becky rolls off of Asuka, and she kind of like grabs Asuka, like under the armpit over by the boob area. Asuka, whose arm is under Becky, then reaches over and just grabs Becky's boob real fast. You guys didn't see that. That was basically for each woman to signal to the other woman, I'm, I'm fine after the spot. We went through a table off the middle rope, Becky grabs her to say, I'm good. Oscar grabs the tit to say, I'm good. So both women know the other's okay. Because Oscar's got to lay there dead selling, going through the table and whatnot. So these two always work well together. Always have great matches against one another. And this one, again, didn't disappoint. But with that, that, ladies and gentlemen, Monday Night Raw. A show that I particularly liked. Didn't care for the throwing up spot. And didn't think that the Natty stuff was anything good. And that the match that led to that would live. And Bianca. And it was an okay match. But it was nothing special. But most of the stuff on the show. I did. Oh. And I didn't like the truth stuff. Like really. Why bring Gunther? That would have probably been. Um, no. I under. Now that I'm thinking. It made sense. Because it was supposed to be the big bad foreigner. Against. Um, our truth. Who's trying to hype up the crowd on Independence Day. So never mind. Well, no, no, never mind. Okay, I take it back. That could have worked with the other person I was thinking, and that could have been Omas. That could have also worked with Omas. I think that would have been a good way just to get Omas a squash win. 
Well, Gunther doesn't need it. Especially him being a SmackDown superstar. Why bring a SmackDown guy to Raw if it doesn't mean anything? Could have, should have been Omos. He could still be a big, bad uh, foreigner. But with that, that was Monday Night Raw. With that, remember, you can let me know what you thought of the show by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. We do have some text messages here. If it'll load, come on. There we go. This person here says, Ella Theory is no longer U.S. champion. What's the plan for him at SummerSlam? Did you not watch the show last night? a challenge for the title. Or says you think Montez Ford can be a singles champion? Oh, yeah. And Dawkins probably could, too. Or said I heard a report that Roman is unlikely to lose the title before WrestleMania 39. So will Roman Reigns still be have both titles by WrestleMania 39? I mean, it's always been the plan. The rumor has always been that Roman's going to hold both belts till next year. So I assume. The big plan is if they can get Dwayne, if they can get The Rock... They want Roman to still be the champion and either close to WrestleMania, have the Rock screw him out of the belts leading to the match, or the match be for the belts. And the person says, what do you think Bobby meant by other promotions? I have no clue. I have no earthly idea what Bobby meant by other promotions. But again, like I said, it's just Bobby out there not having to actually recite lines, but just going out there and talking himself. Then that would make sense. Then that would make sense if that was a non-scripted line. But we don't know that. We don't know if it was or not. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. If you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Or if you're watching later, whether that is on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, and so much more. We'll be back live tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. So with that, have a great Tuesday. Have a great rest of your week. I'll see you next time, guys. Have a good one.